Oh my god! What's happening, Ocean? Yo, what's up? Oh, we are in Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, aka Saigon. Ocean came to Saigon before me, so we'll get into living in Saigon. But I have a special one for you guys. Yet another October 2014 conference Dropship Lifestyle member. Yeah. And this is a special one. Ocean is the youngest attendee at the conference. And he's more successful than me. A year and a half later, here we are. We're, bo we're both still out here. So an amazing success story, Ocean. So I want him to tell his story because you guys need to listen. He didn't even go to university. He came straight from high school. So Ocean, without further ado, the one and only Ocean Lawrence. Tell everyone where you're from, first of all, and then how you figured out about the conference, how you wanted to become a digital nomad, yeah. everything, your whole story. How did you get here? Cool. Um, so I'm from London, London, England. And um, I started this journey maybe when I was about 19. Um, I was 18 at the time when I started looking at and researching internet marketing stuff, how to make money traveling, that kind of stuff. And um, when I when it when it hit October, no September 2014, I had basically two choices. I had I was either going to go to university that September or try and get a job or something like that. And um, I was like an inch an inch away from going to university. I had all the shit in line. Oh damn! I had my place, my place in university. I was looking at accommodation and all that. But then last minute, I was like, "This is, I, I can't do this. I can't do this." I, I just booked a ticket to Thailand, uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand, and uh, just started the journey from there. So, how did you? I'm always curious about this. How did you find out about uh, the con the Dropship Lifestyle Conference? Like, did yeah. you read the Four Hour Work Week? Like, um, what? How? I read the four-hour four work week and that, but the main thing was... Um, of course I did, of course, right? So that's a given for everyone yeah, out here, everyone right? reads that. Yeah. But the main thing was probably... Um, because actually before I even wanted to do anything online, like making money, I just wanted to travel and do martial arts at the time. Okay. And I came across um, the 12, 12 Weeks in Thailand book, the Johnny's one. On Amazon or how? Um, it was his blog. He was doing like the martial arts blog. Okay, okay. So you found uh, you found his blog through searching like Muay Thai in yeah, Thailand. Yeah, Muay Thai in Thailand and that kind of stuff. And then he started talking about dropshipping. So I looked into Anton's course, the DSL, the dropship lifestyle course. And um, my first paycheck that year that I got, I bought that course. And um, nice. I was I was banging out that course for a while. I was I was spending a few hours a day. Yeah. I, I was working like three jobs at the time, making like minimum wage. It was really shit. What were you doing, by the way? Um, so I was working as a steward in a state in like football stadiums. I was working at the in the factory at night, like packing boxes and shit. Damn, and son! During the day, I was selling phones in a phone shop. We and made it. <laughs> selling <laughs> phones? Yeah, like um, secondhand phones, like secondhand shop games and DVDs. All three that kind of jobs. Stuff. So you would work like two jobs in one day at the night. The yeah. night job um, at so, the factory. So the factory was at night. Wake up in the morning and I'll do the 
the phone shop job and then if if there was no stewarding job I'll just go straight to the factory job but usually the stewarding jobs was every weekend because that's when the football matches were yeah but yeah I had like six jobs in that one year I couldn't hold down a job <laughs> I, I ended up moving around a lot because it just wasn't my thing but yeah I was doing the dropship stuff when I had time yeah and um, I knew in October that year as well that the DSL retreat was coming and if yeah. you bought that course then you got into the retreat for free at yeah. the time so it was like a perfect time to just leave I didn't really have like much in savings but I thought yeah let's just take this jump and see what happens exactly so wait, how much were you making per hour like in those jobs oh man um it was it was minimum so it was like six pound an hour before wait six pound an hour before tax so after tax maybe like I guess it would be seven or eight dollars in US. Damn. Yeah, basically like minimum wage, working the slave jobs, found out Johnny's blog through the martial arts thing. That's how Kai found it too. Through, yeah. the, through the Muay Thai aspect of Johnny's blog. He had the optimized blog. Found out about the the October retreat, which is the same as us. Booked that on the calendar and was like, this is my chance. Like it really sinks in, like, wow, this retreat. It's gonna be a hundred people out there. This is my chance to get out there and, and make the jump and quit the job. So how much savings did you come out here with? Because people always ask me this. Honestly, I made a big mistake because yeah. I was very naive. I thought, like, everyone says, yeah, Chiang Mai is very cheap. It is cheap. You could live on $500 a month. And I, um, I came with, like, maybe 1500 US. Ah and um oh man with it with I, I didn't estimate the setup cost because you know you have to pay your deposit with your rent and ah get, yeah get, getting certain stuff in place so i probably spent like half of that in the first month and i was left with like 750. yeah but you can live in chiang mai for cheap but if you're gonna like come with me with like five fifteen hundred dollars maybe you should have your business in place making money at least yeah definitely i i i always comment back like come with come with 10 grand like you know I, I wish I came with maybe like five grand I wish I would have saved up more yeah, same. but at the same time it's also very valuable to come out to the conference even if it's for two weeks just to make your core group of digital nomad friends because yeah, that'll go a long way as well yeah you're, you're gonna be able to meet them see what's possible be like oh okay this guy you know a year ago had no business and now he's living out here full-time so what did you do um you ran you're running out of money you're oh man that, that time did you go good. back home what? no no i stayed i stayed in chiang mai i just had to figure it out i guess so um my dropship store it was making some sales at the time but it just wasn't enough so i got an i got two in internships with like some entrepreneurs who were in chiang mai they were paying me a little bit of money paying for my rent so oh I was, yeah I was um, yeah, you started working for uh, Dare? I was working with Ben, oh, ben, ben Finnegan, and uh, another guy called Andrew. Mm. And um, I was, oh yeah, and I was doing like other stuff as well. So I was doing, I was helping filming with another guy called Zach, and I would bring in some cash. Wow. And then I also started this like content hustling thing. So I'd, I'd get clients for content and outsource it and just be the middleman and make a bit of money that way as well. So, uh, so Ocean started working for digital nomads in Chiang Mai. Like yeah. motherfucking ballers out there who have businesses, 
you know, multiple products, multiple income streams. And like, what kind of stuff were you doing for Ben? Um, at the time, it was like he wanted to get into a Teespring, uh -huh. which is selling T-shirts online using Facebook advertising. So I was doing a bit of design work for him, learning Photoshop. Yeah. But then he was also um, like a cameraman or a filmmaker. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of video work there, learning some skills there, getting paid off some of the jobs he would do. Um, and then with Andrew, I was doing Teespring stuff as well. I was that's how I learned how to do Facebook advertising. I was spending his money learning the Facebook ads and trying to figure out how to crack Teespring at the time. Yeah. So Ocean came to to Chiang Mai with virtually zero internet marketing experience, is that true? Yeah, I'd say so. I, f I thought I knew some stuff, but I didn't really know nothing yet. Like pretty average like me. Like I know yeah, I, I, mean, I like I would know how to set up a WordPress site. Like yeah, yeah, a but basic yeah, basic no, no knowledge and I, I could make money off if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, Never made a dollar it. online before. I made a few sales with dropshipping, but it's nothing to call a dollar. Right, 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 right. It was, right, it was right, very right. small. Never made a dollar online, we'll put it this way, before Dropship Lifestyle course. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And definitely. neither neither had we. So what the cool thing, I think, about what you did is you learned the whole Facebook advertising game through your uh, apprenticeship, internship, yeah. and then you started doing it uh, by yourself. So your next business, after the dropshipping store yeah. and after the internships, what was that? Wasn't it that Facebook? Uh... So what, what I was doing, um, I was doing Facebook advertising for clients in a small business after I learned how to do the Facebook advertising. But it wasn't actually until my, my visa expired, I left Chiang Mai and I came to Ho Chi Minh. Ah, yes. And I met another guy who was Here. doing Teespring. Uh, but he was doing it a bit differently to everyone else I was hearing doing it and he just told me a few things at the time when I was like you know I'm gonna go home I'm gonna give another crack at Teespring myself ah. and um, it, 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 it worked for me yeah I started making money with Teespring Do I, do I know who this guy is? Um, have you, do you know Patrick? Uh, he left Ho Chi Minh quite a while ago he was a oh. German guy Thanks for coming to Ho Chi Minh by the way because I remember when you got back it was you and maybe Kai, you're like, yeah, Ho Chi Minh, what's up, what's up? Gave us the positive review of Ho Chi Minh, and that's where we are now. Shut the fuck up, ambulance. Um, look at this, let's take a second to do a 360 here. Love the big city, we'll get into yeah. that. Let's cross the street, because uh, it's too noisy right here. Here we are, same park, just across the street. Ho Chi Minh. So you started doing Teespring, uh, so for people that don't know, Teespring is uh, selling uh, shirts yeah, it's, um, it's like on a, Facebook. It's like a, it's a platform where you can upload your designs and get people to buy it and they'll fulfill it for you. So you don't have to deal with any customer service or any fulfillment, any shipping. You're just dealing with the marketing side really. Yep, so you're doing Facebook ads. So for people that are gonna ask, how much does that take to start up? What's the cost of it? Like, can you really do it with not a lot of money? Like, my understanding was you had to have thousands of bucks to put into these ad campaigns to get yeah. some money back. Um, back then, they didn't want um, me. The, the, you, you, I would say that back then you would need at least 500 to lose. And when I mean lose, like, 
have that money aside and don't be afraid to never make it back because at, the t at that time you needed to learn how to use the Facebook ads and need to see what worked yeah so with the $500 you're basically just buying ads from Facebook and testing testing your designs and stuff hello <laughs> Just strolling through the park here. Sorry, I, I saw them. I was like, we gotta walk right through. I don't know. They're doing some powwow right there. Uh, so 500 bucks. You need that to lose. You're buying big ad, ad campaigns. Yeah, you're, you're trying to get a return on that. Yeah, you're basically just spending money on Facebook, sending that traffic to Teasley, hoping that people will buy that that T-shirt. So your design has to be good. Yeah, you have to put that ad in front of the right people. Yeah, and I guess it's just a numbers game, really. Yeah. So throw yeah, throwing 500 bucks at the wall, but you really got to learn the skill. Like, how how long did it actually take you to learn the the you know, the secrets of Facebook ad campaigns, like a couple months, um, six months, what? Maybe a bit, actually no, not even that long, because you, you could, you can skip all this like wasting money if you, honestly just buy a Facebook ads course, invest in it, invest in yourself, ah. buy the Facebook ads course, someone good, and um, learn what they're doing so you minimize the mistakes you make and actually understand what you need to do, what's actually happening, what's going on. Did you buy a course, anything you can recommend? Um, yeah, I bought, I had, at the time I had one, um, I think it was by Keith Krantz, did Dominate Web Media. And it was, it was, I think it was about, I think it was a membership site. So it was like 67 a month. Ah. But he had hundreds of hours of stuff on Facebook. It might be a bit more now. I've, I haven't really looked at it for a long time, but that was a good course I started off with. Nice. So, if you, if someone is coming into it, like, all right, I want to try Teespring because of this dude Ocean, <laughs> and they got 500 bucks, so how much did you turn that 500 into? How f and how fast? Okay, so when I when I started, well, actually, when I was doing it for other people, we was losing money all the time. But when I, when I started doing it for myself, when I met the German guy and he told me, in fact, he told me he was doing it in Germany and it went off in my head like, everyone's doing it in the US. Maybe I should, I should try doing it in Europe. I should try doing it in France because oh. I could understand French a bit. So I thought, let me just try these designs in French. Oui, oui. So um, I started doing it in French and the, actually the first three t-shirts I launched that evening, they all hit. Oh. And they, they, all, they all sold over maybe about 50. Oh wow, nice. So I was like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> Let's just... So you're writing this shit in French language? Yeah. Like, you're all um, the copy, like, hey, fucking French football I got, club, I got whatever. I some, some copywriters as well to just translate as well, to make sure everything was perfect. Yeah. And um, I got some in the end, I got some designers to start designing the t-shirts too, because my designs were shit. Uh, okay. And um, yeah, it started working. So I stopped doing Facebook ads for clients for a while and just focus on Teespring. So how long did it take you to like make a profit, like make your first thousand bucks or whatever? Maybe about a week with Teespring. Wow. Yeah. So how long did you keep doing that for? And So you put in 500, how much were you making per month after that? After, after that, it was very up and down because I didn't have my systems in place. I made a lot of mistakes. So uh, one month I could make two grand. 
but that was wow. a, a terrible month. This was the really early stages, so this was probably the second month of doing teespring. <laughs> because that month, once I saw it was working, I was like, this is it, I'm going that full and foresighted. So I was just putting in lots of time at the time. Wow. Doing loads of t-shirts, launching, 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 and yeah, it was doing well. Fuck yeah. By the way, check out this view, guys. Where we are right now. Bentan Market. Bentan Market. We got tower up here. I call it Spaceship Tower. We got this huge globe up here. It's a fucking beautiful day. Look at this blue fucking sky. So hot today. And it's freaking hot. Yeah, let's stand in the shadow of the world right here. Look at this, guys. We're in the shadow of the world. Alright, here we are. We're gonna attempt to cross Menton Circle. Do it very carefully, people. Oh, made it. Oh shit, we made it. Menton Market. Benton Market, in case you guys didn't know. And this is the biggest market in Ho Chi Minh. This is his first time here. Loads of food, fresh fruit. Look at that. You got your greenery and you can buy pretty much anything you want. Get yourself some fake Yeezys. Some fake Yeezys. If you guys want the Yeezys, they are starting to flood over here in Asia. Uh, so let's go back into uh, your Teespring thing. Yeah. Why did you stop doing Teespring? And what do you do now? Okay. Um. So the Teespring thing, like what happened with that? Like why did you stop doing that? And Yeah, um, in short, I guess it, I just stopped making money from it. Um, it got really competitive and the Facebook ads cost went up to where it wasn't really profitable for me anymore. But it was probably my fault because I feel like with Teespring, if you want to do really well, especially now, because there's so much competition, the guys who are going to do well, the guys who have built out a team or have systems in place where they can just launch all the time, yeah. keep testing, have a, and they have a big budget to quickly scale. And um, I don't think I... I built out a team efficiently enough or I didn't scale well basically yeah. so I couldn't compete and it, I was just wasting money so I had to stop that. So someone like Derek who was doing it right, like yeah. they had the whole team, they had you. Had the whole of Punch Space working. Yeah. <laughs> this guy Derek. So just so people know like the potential of Teespring if you have money to put into it like how much was Derek making per day net profit? I think one time he told me he was making about 3k a day he got up to, I think. 3,000 a day profit. That, that's true, I just wanted to hear it from him. Uh, this dude was crushing it on t -Spring. Do you think, uh, so do you know if Derek is still doing that by chance? Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's doing it anymore because um, I think he, he got, he went to Philippines and he got a team together. But then oh the Facebook, really? The Facebook ad campaigns and the Facebook platform just kept on changing. 
and I guess you have to keep on adapting to their advertising, right? Yeah. But he already taught his team how, to do, how to do it one way, and then it was just going to be long to do it again and again and again. So, okay. I think he's moved on to other stuff. What uh, what is what do you think he's doing now? I guess Amazon, I'm sure. Yeah. Everyone's doing Amazon. Everyone and their mom is doing Amazon. Everyone and their mom's doing Amazon. But there's a reason for that. It works, I guess. So, yes. So, so much proof of it. Good transition. Yeah. After Teespring, what did you start doing? Yeah, so I just stopped doing Teespring maybe like two months ago. Okay. And um, I'm getting into Amazon mainly now. Yeah. I know too many people are killing it everywhere around me. So, yeah, it's time. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's time. Kai, Kai started a mini wave going. Yeah. It's not like he was the first one by any means, but he was definitely the first person around me who was who was crushing it. Yeah, and that that definitely influenced me. Yep, it influenced us, and then boom, spread around. So, is your first product launched, or um, what's good with that? So my product just arrived in the U.S. this week, and now should be launching. Hopefully next week, it should be in Amazon, I should be launching next week. Launching next week, so how, for people that want to ask, how long did it take you from deciding you're going to go with Amazon, product research, to, to launching now? Yeah, um, so actually initially I wasn't going to do Amazon, but I spoke to Kai maybe around February time. I thought, actually I thought Amazon was dead, I wasn't really in the loop anymore. And then I spoke to him and he's like, dude, no. People are still crushing it. There's so much opportunity. Yeah. You just need to look here, here, here. And he showed me a few of the things to do. So I, I got curious and I started researching. I was doing a lot of research. That's the. I think that's important. You have to do your research. Yeah, Amazon. you have to do a lot. So how many months of research did you do, or weeks? Um, at least at least three months of research before I decided to to pull the trigger and yeah. purchase. You see, guys, it's a lot of research. Uh, you really got to be sure. You really got to crunch the numbers. So yeah. what for people that don't know like what was the research experience like what what did um, it look like so I'll definitely recommend this tool called jungle scout um, is it just tells you the numbers basically I don't know how accurate it is but I'm sure it's pretty accurate and it tells you the numbers behind each product how much they think is selling every month how much revenue it can bring in so I use that tool mainly and um, I was just going through products that I thought fit the criteria basically smaller and between like 20 to 50 dollars so I could make good margins on it yeah and um, yeah just kept on researching loads of different products and seeing where the numbers were until I, I come across a few but some didn't work out with the margins in the end when you speak to suppliers yeah it ends up being just a couple bucks too too expensive yeah. you know after the shipping cost and all that shit so where were you during this? Were you here this, this um, last few months? No, so I was in the Philippines when Where I decided. Where have you been? Oh yeah, yeah. You've, been, you've been in the Philippines. The start of the year I was in the Philippines for two months. Then I wow. um, went to Singapore for like a weekend, Bali for a few, almost a month in Bali, then I came here. Oh wow. Yeah. So, okay, so from like January until now, it's, it's June 1st right now, June 2nd, whatever. Yeah. That's how long it took you basically to, to launch. Yeah, to get it's been about a good four months, I'd say. Cool, man. So, from the Teespring thing, like, do you have money saved up? You're still out here. Yeah, yeah I've still got, I've still got some money in the bank. I'm basically investing it into Amazon and a few other projects that I think I might do. But 
my main my main focus with business is Amazon right now. Yeah, that's good. As it should be, and in, in my humble opinion, that's my only income. So, do, are you still doing like Facebook ad campaigns for clients? Like um, any other income coming in? Not, or not, any other not, not too much. I mean, I'm thinking about because with Amazon, I guess that once it's launched and you've done all, all the things you need to do, yeah, you're gonna have much. you're gonna have time in the day. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna use that time to do Facebook ads for clients once again. But. Um, this time I'm, I'm gonna really streamline it and be specific with like what niche I'm gonna go after. So like small business, but for a particular pr uh, profession like plastic surgeons or dog groomers or something like that, just so mm. I can really put in my system so I don't have to stretch myself too thin, mm. creating campaigns for loads of different industries. Just to basically get them clients to their business, like local yeah. kind of niches? Yeah, I'm gonna try and keep it local this time. Basically do Facebook, 101 for businesses and get them yeah help people that don't know what they're doing yeah. get on Facebook and make it uh, worthwhile for them. yeah the, the main the main thing is getting them customers with Facebook yep, yep. getting them needs Facebook marketing here we are in this beautiful we just walked into a desert what the fuck <laughs> we got cactuses, cactuses. and shit <laughs> we are in Tendao Park the other park we walked from one park to the other in Saigon beautiful very green Saigon. Yeah. So that is there. Those parks are maybe like 10 minutes away. So that's a great transition into Ho Chi Minh versus the Philippines versus Chiang Mai. I've lived in all three. I haven't lived in Bali. Mm -hmm. So when you first moved to Ho Chi Minh, yeah. like you obviously you grew up in London. Like you have lived in a big city. If I'm not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Before, what did you think of Ho Chi Minh? Like when you first got here, people that want to come out. Um really busy and it's it's quite chaotic as well but it's, it's kind of refreshing but it's not it's not like when you when I came from Chiang Mai to Ho Chi Minh Chiang Mai was very laid-back very quiet yeah very, it's very calm it's very small yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a tiny small town yeah. when you come here this place is huge yeah I'm sure there's like a population of 8 million or something like that yeah there's bikes all over the place so yeah it's crazy yeah bikes all over the place to say the fuck to say yeah. the least Jesus, crossing it's like the road a, is a mission. Yeah, you guys saw us cross the road there. It's it's a mission. Just walk both ways, and people go around you. You know, the bikes go around you. Yeah. You got to yield for the cars. So it's basically the the bigger vehicle has right away, and that's basically the rule. Um, you know, put simply. Uh, whoa, branch is flying. And then, where were you living in the Philippines? Because. I'm thinking about going back to the Philippines, going back to Cebu. Were you yeah. there? Yeah, I was in Cebu for two months. For two months? Yeah. What's Cebu like compared to Chiang Mai and Saigon? Um, it's different in that I feel like it was probably less developed than Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. With the roads and stuff. But um, how can I describe Cebu? Actually, let's pause here. I need yeah. to think about this one. Do they say, they say Cebu, right? Yes, yeah, Cebu. Cebu. Yeah. So Cebu is like maybe one of the biggest cities in the Philippines. Yeah, I you think, were, you were there I for think it's the, the second biggest in the Philippines. Yeah, okay. So you got Manila, which is crazy Mecca, right? Yeah, and then madness. Cebu, good place for digital nomads, recommended, what? I, I, I kind of recommend it. I recommend it because like, I guess the social life in Cebu is really good. Uh -huh. Everyone speaks like almost perfect English. You won't really find anyone who doesn't speak English. Yeah. And the people are really friendly. They're very curious. 
they always want to talk, they always want to chat. So yeah. it's just easy to, to flirt around and meet locals and get to know the culture and stuff. Yeah, that, that's a big part of the Philippines I've said in multiple podcasts is yeah. it's English speaking basically, like they speak half English, half Tagalog. Yeah. So everyone speaks English basically. Um, so it's a, it's a, that's a different experience just in that um, when it comes to comparing to Thailand or Vietnam or you know out here mainland Southeast Asia. And the Philippines tends to have less tourism. Yeah. So sure. you know, put simply, there's if you're a Westerner, there's, there's a less curiosity. A lot more curiosity, yeah. we'll say. <laughs> a lot, a lot less competition when it comes to uh, uh, the females out there. So we'll just put it that way. Um, but the Philippines is a beautiful culture mixed with the Latin spices, and everyone speaks English. So it's a whole new, whole new world than Southeast Asia, I would say. Um, so Cebu, good. We're thinking about checking that out because we yeah. were just in uh, the Bao. Small in city. terms of like bootstrapping, if you want to bootstrap your business, it's, yeah. it's a decent place. Like the cost of living is really cheap. Like you could get, I could get a taxi for less than a dollar. Um, quite far as well. Like the, yeah, the cost of living is really cheap. Um, but the only thing that really bothered me was the internet speed. Ah, yeah. It was super. It's all flaky. D it's yeah, all it DSL in the Philippines. Um, and really slow. Like sometimes it might work really well, and then for the next two hours it's just moving really slow so yeah. until it's unworkable for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We lived in. We worked in the Val for like a month or two months and. I feel I think it's all one big DSL connection. <laughs> yeah, like even the like even it. the Starbucks, like the download speed is three megs and the upload is like half a meg. That's basically it. So if I wanted to upload a video, it would take like an overnight or two yeah. to freaking upload that shit. But nevertheless, the Philippines is a great switch up from you guys that are already in Southeast Asia and stuff, and still just as cheap. So maybe what you? How much do you spend in a month? Like a thousand bucks? Like yeah, around the same as here? Yeah, definitely around a thousand. Yeah. The, the thing with with Cebu is that the accommodation is expensive compared to like Thailand. So if I ah. spent five hundred dollars on an apartment in Chiang Mai, it's going to be almost baller. But I'm yeah. going to have a room, a, probably a kitchen. In Cebu, it's just very basic. The the, the rent is. I mean, the cost of rent is not that low, mm -hmm. but in terms of food and other stuff, it's really cheap. Mm -hmm. How did you How did you fare with the food, by the way? Have any favorites? Um, Filipino munchies. <laughs> I didn't I didn't try too much local food because it was a lot of pork, and I, I'm vegetarian, so I don't eat meat. Oh shit! Sure, yeah, that. and everything is is meat. Everything Eating is pork rice. belly. Yeah, everything's pork belly and French fries. I feel like that's summarizes the Philippines. It's not very healthy. Yeah. In Philippines. It's a lot of fried. I mean, there's a lot of fried stuff everywhere yeah. you go. You know, it's a cheap way to make food taste better, right? Vegetables and shit. If you're a meat lover, that's a place for you to go. Lots, dude. I had some of the best ribs yeah. in my life uh, in the Val, man. Uh, incredible barbecue. They love barbecue. Yeah. They love Western food in general. There's all these burger shops. I went to the beach um, and they were doing like pork ribs, but they were, they were seasoning it with beer. With beer. Yeah, with beer. Yeah, there's some funny motherfuckers in uh, in the Philippines, and it's got its own <laughs> unique like islands. You know. Oh yeah, it's they got some beautiful islands to see as well. Like on the weekends when you leave Cebu, there's a few different places to go. 
Um, there's this one place where you can see whale sharks, they're massive. Oh, fuck yeah. Go yeah. swimming? Can you do, like, yeah, do you, that? Yeah, you can swim next to them. You just can't touch them, that's all. Ah. But they're really, they're, they, they don't harm humans or anything. Even though they yeah, look yeah, really yeah, imposing. Right? Yeah, they just eat like small krillfish and you can swim next to them and, and get your pictures taken and stuff. It's wow. cool. Yeah, it's uh, so, I want to ask you this because we're thinking about going in uh, after the summer, in yeah. the summer. Like, is it? It's a really a beach city, right? Like the beach is right there, or the beach is nice. Do you go to the beach? Yeah, um, there is beaches in the city, but um, the best beaches are just maybe an hour or two hours drive away from the city. Ah, okay, Those are yeah. where you're gonna find like you know the pictures that you see mm. on on tourism boards and stuff with the white the white yeah, sand and, and yeah, those perfect are the, blue water. Just shit. a few hours away. Easy, easy money weekend trip. You know, get your little Filipino shorty take you out there. <laughs> For the weekend, you know, you know how it goes. Uh, so Cebu, and then you were in Bali. How much? Yeah, how I, was long? In, I was in Bali for just under a month. Never been to Bali. Was that your first time there? Yeah, first time there. What's the What's oh, the man. deal? Where were you? I was in a place called Kangu or Changu. Changu, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a surfer's town, right by the beach. Everyone surfs there. Everyone's got their surfboard on their motorbike. Ah. Catching the waves in the morning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very um, hippie vibe. Yoga, yoga chicks all over the place. Yeah. Vegan. Oh yeah, tons of vegan food, vegetarian yeah. options. Nice. It was cool, man. It was just so chill. Mm -hmm. You almost don't want to work. You just want to go and do something. Like you just want to go to the beach and relax. And nice. So pretty much right on the beach. Yeah. Um, is there like co-working spaces there? Cafes? What do you work? There, you yeah, work? there's a ton of good cafes to work from. Um, and there's also, I think that in Changu especially, there was a place called Dojo, I think it's called Dojo Co-working Space. And it's, that one's right by the beach and it's got a swimming pool as well if you just want to take a break from the laptop and jump in the pool. Fuck yeah, I'm about that life. <laughs> and then Chiang Mai, you guys already know about Chiang Mai, the yeah. original digital nomad that's capital the, that's of the, the world. Block. So yeah, that's, that's the starting block, man, for both of us. It's crazy that we both came out October 2014 to the conference by Anton and Johnny. Thank you, motherfuckers. Uh, just did a podcast with Johnny. But of course, like, do you want to, it's kind of loud right here, but do you want to take a couple seconds to share your message to Anton and Johnny? Because I do it all the time. Like, yeah, man. How, how crucial was that? It was that crucial because without that, I guess. Um, Hold on. I feel like I really want to say that song right now. Started okay, from man. the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here. So yeah, it all started in Chiang Mai at the October 2014 conference. How crucial was that, Johnny and Anton? Yeah, going to going did. to that DSL thing, the DSL conference was. It's almost like life changing. What you, when you saw what was possible. Oh yeah. Yeah. You like? Hey. Hey, Hello. I think you're in one of my uh, vlogs. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Hello, my yeah, friend. man, the conference was. Yeah, like when we saw, even I remember when everyone saw the Amazon presentation, for example. Mm -hmm. Everyone's mind was just blown when he said he was making like 17 grand a month. Yeah, right. And that's, yeah, it, I guess that was just. I needed that to see what was possible and to start thinking bigger. Yeah, exactly. And then Kai saw that and he had saved up tons of money and went right into it and then that you know rubbed off on us when we saw him crush it and we we're like 
Boom, 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 boom. Rest is history. We're in this beautiful little garden terrace right now. Look at this. Chiang Mai is very green. They got they got parks, you know. They're they're trying. They're trying hard. So and the cool thing about ocean is that I wanted people to take away from this video too is you don't you don't need a degree to make money online. You don't need a degree to start a freelancing business, okay? Like he came straight from high school. And if you are contemplating going to university, like do do I need a degree? Is it is it safer to have a degree? Like what I would say and I'm sure Ocean would say the same is we live in the we live in the era of freelancing. We live in the era of independent yeah. We live in the independent age. You know, all the artists are independent now. Like, you can do it yourself. You don't really need that degree if you're an independent entrepreneur mindset. And he did it. So, boom. He was the youngest person, I think, at the time of the conference. You were like, what, 19, 20? I was 19 then, yeah. 19. 21 now. 21 now. So, boom. Two years later. Holy shit. He made it straight out of high school. And I think I know the answer to this question, but do you ever see yourself? Going back to university, getting a degree. No, no, no. It's not, no, it's not worth it for me. Uh, especially with the direction that I'm going. Uh, no, it's not, it's not in the plans. Yeah, right. I think it's an all, it's, it's a mindset that probably most people watching this video have in the first place, but it's just the independent mindset. It's yeah. like, there's so many things you can do independently. So many opportunities out there. So many opportunities out there. Uh, just like, if you're thinking about it, just, after high school, whatever, work and save up some money, like as much as you can, five, ten grand, like at least I would say. Yeah. And then I mean, uh, you can definitely do it with five grand. It, it might be harder, but um, if you have ten grand, then you're ready to go. There's yeah. the only thing that's holding you back is you. you. Just need to take that action. Yeah, take you that got action. ten grand. You definitely you got you. You can go. There's opportunities for you to do stuff. About that action, boss. And uh, like I say in every video, uh, attending a conference is. Highly rec recommended by both of us, just because that—that's our story. You know, that's how we did it. So obviously, we're gonna recommend it. Yeah. Because it was instrumental for us. That's how. That's how I met so many nomads. That's how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's how we met each other, and it's so sick to see both of us still out here. Now we're in beautiful, crazy Saigon. Yeah. Like, did you ever think you would be in this? What the fuck is Saigon? <laughs> what is it? I didn't even know like, what Saigon was a year and a half ago. Yeah, trust me, I didn't think of ever coming here. Yeah. It was not, it was not in the plans to come here. Like, Saigon isn't that a rapper or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who knew? Like, it's this crazy green metropolis city with these guys just chilling on their motorbikes and it's all the chaos. It's a, it's a, exactly, it's a beautiful chaos energy. Uh, lots of different types of food and ch cheap affordable food, cheap affordable uh, rent, comfortable, Uber everywhere, yeah. Uber everywhere, <laughs> easy to get around and shit, but uh, yeah, anyways, Ocean, the youngest graduate, I would say, class of 2014, Dropship Lifestyle, the 2016 conference is going to be in Hawaii. Oh shit! Yeah, Johnny to just that? told me that. Um, probably not, cause I'll be in uh, I'll be in uh, Asia slash Africa uh -huh. uh, during that time. So probably not. But hey, for newcomers, like make it out to Hawaii. I'm sure you could get a cheap flight out there. 
just to meet all the digital nomads, meet Anton, meet Johnny, and hey. See what's possible. See what's possible. It will inspire you to do things, trust me. Mm -hmm. Copy what we did, that's all I can say. Like, hey, yeah, that's please, please copy us. Like, just do it and uh, give, give, your, give your words of wisdom to, the, to all the high school kids that are watching this. Yeah. Like, I what mean, was going through your mind and what, like, yeah. what, what would you tell yourself a year and a half ago? Oh, man. You know, no, no one, I told, every, I told, like, all my family, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I told all my friends, yeah, this is what I want to do. I got shut down by everyone. No one was supportive. And I guess no one will see that until, like, you start doing the action. So you, you just have to, you have to, be, first you have to believe in yourself that it's possible. I mean, anyone can do it, really. You need to get your feet moving. If you want to do this, you got to get your feet moving. How bad you, I mean, yeah, it's cliche, everyone says, you know, how bad do you want it? But there's truth in that. If you want it bad enough, you move towards it. So, you got to take your action. You have to believe in yourself, even when no one else does. You know, when I, when I came to Chiang Mai, I told my family, like, I'm only going to go for a month. I didn't tell, I, did, I, did, I know I had no plans to go back home for a long time, but I told them, yeah, I'm just going to go for a month. Because if I said, whole year maybe I would have got shut down so do what you have to do yeah shut down shut down so yeah you got to do what you have to do take that action get moving and you won't regret it it will work out it will work out even even when there's struggle you know there's light at the end of the road all these cliches but it's so true man it's so true I know man I gotta I gotta stop myself all the time because I start sounding so cliche these days but like he said it, the key points is if you want it bad enough, you, you really have to want it pretty bad to move to another country. Like it sounds crazy, but let us tell you it's really not that crazy, especially if you can meet up with this digital nomad community. Yeah, so many like-minded people around you, so it's not that bad. They're going through the same struggles as you, so you can relate to them. I thought of this the other day, it was like, it was almost like we work for a company. Cause we, it's like almost like we have co-workers. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're not gonna come out here and just be totally alone unless, unless you, you choose to. Yeah. Unless you choose to. But it's almost like it's like a mini university out here. Yeah. Everyone's like, it's like the whole campus is like the city, and you know we meet <laughs> up with you know bromads. Thanks Evan for that one. We, you meet up with bromads and uh, bro girl, uh, nomad girl. Every everyone, girls, guys, 21 years old. 50 years old, it doesn't matter. 30 years old, 40 years old, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's like a, it's like a one big university. From like, all walks of life, everyone's got their own story. Everyone's got their own struggle, you know. But you should, yeah. If I have to give one, just one advice, just do it, and you, it'll work out, and you'll see, and you'll thank yourself. Do, yeah, just do some. This is what you're gonna do that your later years will thank you for. Once you take that step, yeah, you'll realize. Yeah. And if you can do it before university, that's a four-year suck-in right there. Evan, we have a podcast with him. He dropped out two years out of university because he realized this is he's an entrepreneur mind, right? If you're an entrepreneur, why do you need a degree, right? Just self-educate yourself. Come out here and do it. If you surround yourself around the right people, things start to happen. You start to become the people who you hang out yeah, with. Sure. And that's the magic, right? That's, that's the magic from the, sure. the secret and everything. So come out here. Uh, Leave a comment and ask Ocean any question in the comments because he did it and we're only going up, up and up. We're only going to scale our businesses. Like this is our life. We're, we're entrepreneurs for life now. Yeah. So, thanks for watching.
signing out from beautiful Saigon. Come see us in Saigon if you're coming to visit. Uh, hit us up in the comments. We'll let you know where we are. Where, where are you going next? You're going to Chiang Mai? So yeah, I'm going to be in Chiang Mai for the next two months. Next two months? And then from there, just, I don't know. That's the Exa good thing about this life. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know. And it all starts with a desire and a passion for travel, right? Yeah. That's where everything starts. Like, we live in the world of flying buses. Take advantage of that, people. Flying buses in the internet, all right? There's no excuse to not be able to travel now. So do it. See you guys on the next video and hopefully somewhere out here in Southeast Asia and yeah. around the world. Peace.